like me, Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. My name is Kev Dan, and I am joined by Rob today as we are here to break down the Broncos' surprising 28-13 win against the L.A. Chargers. Sets up the Broncos for a nice opportunity to go for the number one place in the AFC West this next Sunday night against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. But for now, let's go ahead and relive what happened on Sunday against the Chargers and enjoy all the great things that we saw the Broncos do. So Rob and I are going to break down all of that for you and uh, give you a little glimpse as to what's going to what that means for uh, the Broncos moving forward. So that being said, kick back, relax, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Postgame Podcast. I have Rob here with me. It's the Rob and Kev Dan show tonight. John will not be with us tonight. That's fine. We'll be able to handle the show just fine. You and I, man, how you doing? I am ecstatic, Kevin. Ecstatic. <laughs> A little jealous that the most of y'all were at the game, but uh, that being said... Let's go Broncos. Oh man, let's go Broncos. That was uh, a hell of a game to be at for sure. Uh, it was unexpected. And so let's just dive in and kind of start off like we always do. And I want to hear your thoughts, you know, before the game, what were you thinking? What was going through your head? Uh, honestly, before the game, much like everybody else, I was concerned and curious on which team was going to show up. Um, as Denver has proved uh, not only this season, but last season, um, we are a tale of two cities, Jekyll and Hyde. If you uh, if you uh, you know allow mm-hmm. that, um, you know I I think uh, Bridgewater played well. I'm I'm a little concerned um, that he played most of this game um, with some sort of leg injury. Uh, let's see, uh, Drew Locke did come in um, for a little bit. Um, I thought he did okay until he threw that pick, and he was obviously upset about that, but. <laughs> Again, I think that just comes with uh, experience and time, uh, you know, under center and, and and everything like that. But at the end of the day, we got the dub and uh, and our division is so freaking close. It's literally going to come down to the last three games to find out who's going to make it where. Um, yeah, I, I was I was yeah. it, it, incredibly shocked at how well we played. Right. No, uh, completely agree. You know, came out there and. Uh, you know, I was saying before the game uh, on the the little bit of the pregame show we did, but just talking to others that this is a game that the defense is really going to have to step up. Uh, and, you know, we 
saw what Fangio and company did after the little mini buy. You know, we had the Thursday night game uh, and then played the Cowboys and especially defensively dominated the Cowboys. And so it was like, you know, was that a fluke or, you know, after these two weeks, are, are we going to be able to come in with a very solid, well-rested, uh, but uh, very solid defensive game plan, especially and be able to stop uh, the Chargers. You know, the big thing is uh, between Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, you know, those two guys right there could really make you hurt if you don't stop them and stop them early and stop them often. Um, so, you know, that was a concern was just, are we going to be able to do that? Like you're saying, what team is going to show up? And, you know, this, this game's either going to be painful or, you know, we're going to be in it and we're going to have a chance. I did not think it'd be a blowout, but it's kind of similar to what I thought uh, with the Cowboys game. I was just hoping we'd be in the game and have it be close the whole time and uh, not be too concerned about it. Right. Um, but here we are, you know, it was a, it was a great game. The guys played well. And so I guess kind of started off with the first quarter there. Uh, you know, the Broncos had that first possession and, you know, I was happy that we were moving the ball. Uh, we got some first downs. We got in the field goal range and I was like, okay, wow, we're in field goal range. We could even put some points up on the board, you know, early on. And then we got a penalty and that put us outside of field goal range, you know, um, unable to convert. It was like, I think a third down already, unable to convert or at least get it back into field goal range. And for me, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, this is, this is it, you know. Uh, we haven't seen the defense yet, but this is this is the same offense, you know. It, finally, we see some uh, some movement uh, on their first drive, but they shoot themselves in the foot, push them outside of field goal range, and I'm like, this is what's going to kill us if this keeps happening all game. So um, I don't know about you, man, but yeah, when when I saw that first opening drive, I was just like, oh god, like here we go. Yeah, no, I uh, like I was telling you uh, before we started the show. Unfortunately, I. Uh... I dozed off a little too long on the couch and missed almost the entire first quarter. It's probably but, a good thing. <laughs> but I did wake up and and witness Teddy Bridgewater actually give some effort and give some heart yeah. and uh, and run that in for the touchdown, which I was extremely surprised about. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we were talking about last week uh, with the Eagles game where he didn't even attempt to make the tackle, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people – he lost a lot of credibility and a lot of respect in our, in our minds. Um, but uh, with that running in with the touchdown, I think he gained a little bit of it back. Um, but, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it, we got to take it week by week and, you know, yeah, we had a great, fantastic win against uh, the Los Angeles chargers. Um, but, you know, looking forward to next week, we got to go to Arrowhead and we got to play them damn Chiefs. And, uh, yep. you know, but that's that's going to be for a whole nother topic. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, with this win, all I have to say is. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's all yeah, I got to say. I actually uh, I have a buddy of mine that was, uh, you know. Uh, talking quite a bit of smack before the game. And then he got real quiet real quick. Mm -hmm. Of but, course. Uh, yeah. Our defense played lights out. Absolutely played lights out. Um, <laughs> our offense looked uh, decent. Uh, I still think we have quite a bit of work to do, uh, but you know, that goes with, that just goes with the territory. You know, you got to put mm -hmm. in the work, you got to put in the time uh, to make the game plan and, and execute. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, it was a exciting game overall. 
Um, and we'll break down more of it here in a second, but I, I do want to really quickly tell you guys about a fantastic offer we have for you uh, from our friends, our, our friends over at DraftKings. So, you know, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, kind of like what we saw against the uh, the Broncos and Chargers here. Uh, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win one hundred dollars. In free bets. It's really that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with day, uh, da- DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, here's what we need you to do go ahead and download the DraftKings Sports back- Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and bet just $1 on any team to score, and you win. $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, you must be 21 years or older in a state that supports uh, uh, sports betting. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, uh, if you have one, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, uh, so back to the game. You know, we talked about uh, the first quarter a little bit in a nutshell there. You know, Broncos came out looking uh, looking slow on offense. Not too slow on offense, but making dumb mistakes. Defense came out there and, and really held their own. You know, uh, kind of just looking at the stats right off the board, if you're looking at this, um, uh, LA's top rusher was Justin Herbert with 36 yards. Uh, Austin Eckler had 12 carries for 31 yards. And that says a lot about our run defense. And you think about how banged up our defense is in general, you got to keep in mind that one, um, well, think about our, our linebacker core, you know, um, but we saw a lot uh, from uh, not just Kenny Young, who's been huge since we signed him. I think um, the Rams have gone two and or, uh, the Rams have gone one and two since letting Kenny Young go. And we are two and one since getting Kenny Young, which is kind of crazy to think about um, also or something like that. And then uh, Von Miller going to the Rams. The Rams are 0 and 3, I think, with uh, with Von Miller and he's had zero sacks with them. You're muted. I actually watched a little bit of the uh, of the Rams game, uh, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Von Miller did, you know, make some plays. And God, I still miss him. Like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's depressing, but think of how much better our defense would have been with Von Miller on the field. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, our secondary played absolutely incredible. So hats off to them. Hats off to, to Pat Sertan. Um, getting that pick six, getting two interceptions in the game, um, you know, it was it was really uh, an incredible sight to to witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our, our our defensive line, I feel like we got after Justin Herbert um, more than people expected us to. Right. Um, you know, we definitely held uh, Eckler to, uh, you know, to to quite you know a, a few yards, not not too much. Uh, but I know we ran the ball 30, 30 times, 33 times, something, something. 33. Yep. 33 times. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what we have to do to win these games. Yeah. You know, we have a one, two punch. We have Javante Williams. We have Melvin Gordon. Like we have to utilize the run game because it opens up 
the passing game. It opens up the RPOs, the play action, um, everything like that. Um, I, I think, you know, again, I, I don't want to put the, the cart before the horse, but, you know, we still got work to do. You know, mm-hmm. there's still, yeah. there's still what, six, seven games left. Six um, games now, yeah. three of those are division games. Mm-hmm. Or four of those are four division. of them. Four of them. Yeah. So, you know, um, we, we still got to keep grinding. We still got to keep getting better every week. Um, I, I feel that the, and I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to jinx us knock on wood, <laughs> but you know, I think the coaching staff is, is finally pulling their heads out of their asses. Um, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm orange and blue through and through, but you know, some days they make it really freaking hard. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I would say that, yes, maybe they're, you know, pulling their heads out their asses a little bit there were still some problems on, on the coaching staff. Um, look, Fangio once again challenged a really, really, really stupid challenge. Uh, I think it was when the, uh, uh, when Justin Herbert went down for a slide and he challenged, I don't even know exactly what he was challenging. Like if, if, if Justin had uh, control of the ball as he was going down for the slide, um, it was very, very clear that at no point did he lose possession of that ball. It didn't touch the ground. It wasn't, you know, bobbling in his hands. And even then, especially when a quarterback slides feet first, the play is dead once the quarterback begins the slide. So at that point, the moment Justin Herbert started to go down, the play was dead. And there was nothing before that. Uh, that would indicate that Justin Herbert did not have control of the ball. And Fangio threw a challenge flag on that. And that just still goes back to making me question, like, look, credit where credit's due, he, you know, called, you know, came up with a great defensive game plan, really mixing in man-to-man with zone coverage schemes uh, to throw Justin Herbert off. I think they were expecting a whole lot more zone there, um, but he threw in a lot of man coverage that, you know, uh, kind of threw him off. But um at the end of the day, you, you see a, a third-year head coach call a challenge on something like that, and it just makes me – it's still question the foundation of, like, the understanding he has for his job. Like, what are yeah, you no. doing, bro? Absolutely. I mean, it definitely makes you question, but at the same time, um, at least he's using them. You know, remember back in the beginning of the season, we were questioning why he wasn't using timeouts when, you know, we'd finish the game and we had three timeouts left and we didn't use any of them. At least he's trying, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's still, I don't know, man. It's so, There's a middle ground. There, you know? Yeah, there is a middle ground. He hasn't he, found I it. Feel like, I just feel like we go back and forth. Like he didn't use any challenges. Now he challenges dumb things. Yep. He's, you know, he's kind of old. You know, yeah, and maybe, not to be a terminator, but yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe we well, gotta get him some binoculars or something. <laughs> whoever, whoever told him to challenge that, and I, and I really hope there's not somebody in the booth that said, "Coach, throw that challenge flag." This is a good thing to challenge. You have a good chance of overturning this because they should be fired. Uh, I really hope it was just Fangio saying, "I'm going to challenge this because like nobody's telling me to do this. I'm just going to challenge it." Because uh, that would make Shermer, he needs to be fired. Oh uh, well, we'll get into Shermer in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so I mean, look overall, I got to give credit where credits due. Yeah, Fangio came out with a good defensive game plan. Uh, it worked, and it really, it, I think, 
building off the strengths of the players that are out there. So, you know, the, the younger players, the, the Browning, the Stearns, you know, we have Kenny uh, Young out there now who isn't a new guy, but or a young guy, but he is, you know, uh, newer to the team, I guess, but really no looking at, intended. yeah, no pun, pun intended, uh, but maybe a little bit there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, you know, he did, he did well, he did, he did well. Uh, and uh, this is something that, you know, if we were sitting here at five and six now after losing to the Chargers, I mean, after every single one of these games now, it's really going to have an, a huge impact on the storylines for that week. You know, um, this gives us hope against going to Kansas City and playing the Chargers. Uh, this team is feeling good about themselves, um, you know, but it goes back to what team are we going to get when we play Kansas City again? Like you said, this is a conversation for another day, but um Look, we're we're still in that playoff hunt. You know, we have not had a losing uh, losing record yet this season. We've either been five hundred or better all season long, and that's something we haven't said in five years now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, we you stated it perfectly. Uh, but you know, before, um, you know, we still we we have to play to our strengths. Um, you know, we, we're, we're missing a lot of, uh, of players due to injury due to COVID. Um, and you know, we just, we, we have to play to our strengths. Um, I feel, I feel like our linebackers played pretty well, um, on defense. Um, again, secondary played phenomenal. Um, but, uh, our offense still has a little bit to, to, to do a little bit of work to do. Um, I believe the only players that, that scored offensive touchdowns were uh, Javante Williams uh, and uh, was it was it Saubert that had that, that mm-hmm. touchdown? Yep. Yeah, Saubert that had that touchdown. Uh, so, you know, again, we got some work to do. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel that we will put in the necessary time and the effort, um, and I'm just hoping that we come up with a good game plan against Kansas City. Now – I know everybody's counting us out against Kansas City. I get it. I completely understand. But Kansas City's beatable. Mm-hmm. They've, they've yeah. lost three games this season, I believe. I believe they're seven. No, and they're three. seven and five. Seven and five. Mm-hmm. So you know they they've lost a few games. If we if, if Vic Fangio is the uh, defensive guru guru air quotes. Um, as, as they put it, you know, then he will go back and watch those games and figure out what prevented them from winning that game. And I think if he does that and he, he does his due diligence, uh, I, I feel that we are, we can beat anybody. You know, we have the talent, we have the ability. It's just a matter of coming up with that game plan and, and, and execute it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I mean, Kevin, exactly. I, so I, I know I know you, uh, Jared and David uh, and John were there, correct? Yes. All at the game. Yep. Um, I mean I mean that was probably uh, when when Pat Sertan got that pick six, that place probably <laughs> lost their mind. Uh, it was it was crazy to say the least. I mean uh, screaming, jumping, high five and hugging everything, <laughs> right? Um, and I mean it was it was that that way for. Uh, for PS2's first interception, you know, in the end zone there that, yeah, uh, that Justin Herbert threw perfectly to him, 
you know. <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't in place, that would have been an automatic touchdown. Like that. Would yeah, have, well, it wouldn't even have been hard. I mean, hell, you the, and I could have caught that ball. But the thing is, PS2 was in place perfectly, and Justin Herbert still threw that ball. Like he didn't come out of nowhere. He kind of was there defending that other player, and Justin Herbert saw that and threw the ball anyway. Like you know, uh, we we're getting in his head or something. You know, there, he was trying to make a play. Um, it was just a stupid ball to throw. Um, oh, and 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 I think it was after that second interception when Justin Herbert uh, went over to the sideline. He was visibly um, uh, upset, mm-hmm. and 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 that's I feel like that's the key. If you can frustrate a quarterback and you can get under their skin, you can knock them off their their spot to throw, have them throw a couple interceptions, and just make it difficult for them um, throughout the game. That is the key to winning. That is that is a hundred percent the key to winning. Um, you know, to I, I know we're all about the Broncos, but to speak on the the game, the late game yesterday uh, with the Ravens, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, hell, uh, Lamar Jackson threw three interceptions in one quarter, right? And he still kept his cool. Like that's that's hard to do. It that is. is absolutely difficult to do. Yeah. But I feel like our defense has the talent and has the ability to frustrate uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, mm-hmm. um, you know, to win these games. It's just a matter of do we have the fortitude to push through the adversity and make it happen? You know, it would – considering we've done that at least once this year and you look at the Dallas game, um, you're going into a, a stadium uh, – I'd say – a. I'd say that the chief stadium is more hostile, you know, when it comes to uh, just the, the crowd noise and everything, but um, the AT&T stadium there was incredibly loud for in favor of Dallas to start the game. And uh, it's a game that nobody even expects you to win. Like if you lose that game, then nobody would bat an eye. Like, well, yeah, that's, that's supposed to happen. You know, um, same thing here. You go into the, the chief stadium. Yeah. That's supposed to happen. Um, but the Broncos beat the the Cowboys. And I guess even against this Chargers game, a little bit you could say, because the Broncos were the underdogs in this game. Um, they were able to Kevin, come in. We didn't just beat the Cowboys. We shellacked we, we them. them. We did, we did shellac them, yes. It was uh, <laughs> another great game to be at. I'm so glad I went there. Um, and my friends that are Cowboy fans, that's for you. That's for you. I like it. <laughs> I, hope I hope they're listening, because then maybe we can woo them to be Broncos fans. Um, I don't know but, if that'll uh, happen, but I just like – like, Twisting the knife a little I bit. I like it, you know, and just remind them that we have uh, overall the, the winning record against them. Um, <laughs> you know, they can never seem to beat us. Just saying. Um, and, and let's let's give a little shout out to DeMarcus Ware, who hopefully will be in the Hall of Fame this year. Yep. Yep. I think he will be. I think he will be. Um, but yeah, so I think you're, you're, this team is facing an, uh, another situation just like they faced a couple times. Uh, nobody expects them to win. Uh, the, the chart or the, uh, the chiefs are beatable, but they have really turned it on the last few weeks and they're coming off their bye week. So what is that going to do? I mean, you, you give Andy Reed two weeks of game plan against us and he's already really good in the divisional games. Uh, that's not looking good for us, but it's one of those things like what team is going to show up, which Broncos are going to show up the ones that are, you know, the ones that played against the Eagles, um, and just eh. <laughs> the ones that showed up against, um, Washington, just eh, eh, or the ones that are coming out really strong against these teams, you know, like the, the 
the Cowboys and the Chargers and so on and so forth, you know. So um, it'll be interesting to see. And really quickly, I do want to give a shout out to Joey B, who is watching us live on YouTube. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, really do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, just a reminder that we do this live as well on YouTube, but Monday nights uh, right around 7 p.m. Uh, so make sure you follow our YouTube uh, as well. Go give us a subscribe there. We're trying to hit 100 by the end of the year. Um, uh, Rob here has done a great job getting us uh, close to it, uh, but uh, really want to be able to rename our URL so that it's like youtube.com slash orangeweekly. Uh, but I can't do that until we get to 100. And so if you're listening to this, please go check out our YouTube uh, and hit subscribe. Even if you turn the notifications on or off after that, that's fine too. Okay, that's fine. Um, just but, a, just uh, an update, Kevin, we are at 78 subscribers, 78. so we are 22 away, 22, mm-hmm. get your mom, your, your wife, your husband, your brother, hell, get your kids to subscribe. My son subscribed and got a couple of his friends to subscribe too. So it's doable. We can get there. Well, uh, I will say that uh, I have to give a shout out to our top YouTube fan, uh, Dan Kev. Dan Kev is a great <laughs> great follower he's a, a huge supporter of us here at orange weekly so thank Love you dan kev <laughs> and yes shout out joey b i see you so uh you know joey b and i usually we save the comments here for the the end of the show um but i do want to bring this up because uh it was something that i was very interested in was uh the crowd you know there were twelve thousand no shows on the halloween game against uh washington and that was um, you know, we were still doing pretty well and whatnot, but it was following a loss and it was on Halloween and still 12,000 no shows. I really, 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 really would have thought, and that my bet was that we would have had double digit no shows this last week, especially one following the Eagles game, two following the bye week, three it being the holiday weekend with Thanksgiving. I just thought there would have been double digit no shows again. Um, however, there were only, only, 9,500 ish no shows. It was under 10,000. So still a lot, still a lot. And I don't blame them because of the way that the Broncos played against the Eagles. You know, it's kind of one of those things like, why am I going to go support this team? If that's how they're going to play at home, like that's not worth it. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the, the stadium continues to be sold out technically because the seats are bought, but people just aren't showing up to the games. And so, um, it was, uh, it was very interesting to, to see that. And I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, let's see how they do against, uh, the, the chiefs this next week. And then they come home and, and play the lions. Um, I mean, that lions game is again, getting a little ahead of ourselves there, but, uh, something, a game that we should be favored in <laughs> to say the least, but, uh, I don't know, man, wood, Kevin. knock on wood. It's one of those things. If, if I'm a, a lions fan and I'm looking at the rest of my schedule and saying, Hey, where can we find a win this season? You're kind of looking at the Broncos because you know that this team is 50-50, and if they show up, uh, the the terrible Broncos team shows up, you could get your first win of the season. Uh, it, and that's like that doesn't I don't like saying that, but that's kind of the way it is, man. Does it make you feel dirty, Kevin? It does. Just a little it does. Bit. I don't want to be that team that handed the Lions their first win of the season, like oh, uh, like the Chargers did to the Browns a few years, uh, several years ago. Like the Browns were undefeated, I think, until like the last one or two weeks of the season, they played the Chargers and the Chargers lost to them. And everyone's just like, oh, ha ha, you're a Chargers fan. Like you guys like really suck. 
I don't want to be that team. Yeah, no, we, uh, like I said, next week we, we go to Kansas City. I can confirm, at least right now, there is no snow in the forecast. Thank God. So I'm hoping that that will favor us. Well, um, no snow and no lock playing. Uh, uh, and here's here's how I can guarantee you that lock will not be playing. Uh, the two times we've seen lock this year are games where uh, John went to the Broncos game. So you can blame him for uh, Teddy getting hurt and Locke having to go in. It's fully John's fault. Those correlation is causation sometimes. And this okay, is a prime well, example. I, I want to see John defend himself on Tuesday. Well, uh, we'll see. I'll call him out tomorrow too and see what he says. Speaking <laughs> of Tuesday, and we'll get to the Locke conversation here in just a second. But speaking of Tuesdays, just remember everyone that we have a ton of content for you all here at Orange Weekly uh, between live shows and podcasts. So Monday night live, we have um, uh, Orange Weekly After Dark that starts after uh, Monday night football, uh, which I just lost some money on the game tonight because – Screw Washington, um, but that's what I get. Uh, and Tuesday <laughs> night, we have Bourbon Broncos No BS. That also starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we have a, a live pregame show, live halftime show. Remember that we are the original live Broncos halftime show. We are the only ones that started it. Um, nobody else was doing it when we did. And now uh, a prominent um, – sports radio station in Denver decided to start doing a live halftime show as well. So um, it seems like over the last two years, all of a sudden everybody else wants to do one after we started it. Their name shall not be mentioned. It rhymes with uh, the GAN. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we'll just go with that. You know, you never know. You might see me pop up on the halftime show. You might might. see me pop up on the pregame show. Yep. You know, you might see me pop up on the Tuesday show. You never know. You never know. (laughs) But yeah, so between those shows, the post-game podcast, the pre-game podcast, uh, again, on on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there. And so uh, just remember to check us out there as well. Um, okay, Rob, I want to get your take on this because uh, the hot discussion topic of the week uh, is Drew Locke and what we saw him do for the little bit there at the end of the second quarter. Um really just kind of giving the momentum to the chargers. Um, and I think solidifying his future in the NFL. And so what do you think, man? Uh, well, you know, I mean, as everybody has, uh, it, it can be, you know, seen throughout the videos. I, I, I was riding with Locke. I, I thought, you know, after last year, when, when drew Locke won the four of the five games, the only game he lost, was in Kansas City in the friggin' snow. In his um, first year, yeah. I was, I was, I was riding with Locke heavy. I thought Locke is, you know, is the future, and I still, I still do. Um, mm-hmm. I hope we don't get rid of him. Um, I think he has a lot of potential, um, but he definitely, you know, when he came in, he didn't really have a mentor. You know, I mean, who was our quarterback at the time? Joe Flacco, and Joe yep. Flacco didn't like take him under his wing and, nope. and do the right thing. Joe Flacco was like. I'm the starting quarterback. F you, you just figure the shit out for yourself. Yeah. So I think ultimately he got screwed from the get go. Same thing with, with Tim Tebow. I'm going back a few years. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tim Tebow got screwed too. Um, You know, that guy put me through more cardiac arrests uh, (laughs) during games than, than anybody. Um, You know, I'd be perfectly calm one minute. Then the next minute, I feel like my heart's going to explode because 
he waited till the last 30 seconds of the game to win the damn thing. Um, you know, Drew Locke looked good. I'm not going to say he looked great. He did have the interception, um, you know, but yep. he looked yep. good. I feel like if you give him time, he has the arm strength. He has the talent to do the job, 100%. Um, I still feel that he he has a little bit to grow. I was hoping this year he would take that Josh Allen type leap uh, and be this and win the starting job, you know, out of camp, uh, and and have those incredible numbers that you know Josh Allen had last year. Um, so you know, I, I still feel that Drew Lock can be the franchise quarterback of this team moving forward, but he's got some work to do. And we, we can't just put it all on him. We right. can't just say, okay, you're going to be the franchise quarterback. Go figure it out. Like he needs a little bit of help. He needs a team around him. He needs an offensive coordinator. That's going to call a game plan to his strengths. Yeah. You know, he's not a Lamar Jackson runner, but the dude can run, you know, he's not a, well, I don't know. He's, he's got a pretty pretty damn good arm mm-hmm. um you know I, I feel like he could throw the long ball you know but he just needs a little bit of of, of help you know figuring out his reads a little bit better right. um you know you've seen it uh the two times this year and you've seen it last year when he has the time and he doesn't have somebody in his face he has the ability to get the job done and make the plays but the second that he has pressure you know the, he's he's what a second year rookie like mm-hmm. You know, the first year, you don't really get too much experience. The second year, you know, you get a little bit more, and then it's like trial by fire. And by the third year, you know, you should kind of have a base knowledge, but we've changed offensive coordinators and and offensive playbooks so many freaking times. Like, Uh you got to cut them a little bit of slack. I would like to see them – I believe Drew Locke has one more year on his rookie contract. I believe so, So yeah. next year he should be a free agent. Uh I would like to see them give him – one more year, you know, what, whatever happens with Teddy happens with Teddy. Um, but, you know, give, give the kid another year, you know, let's see what, what happens in camp. Let's see what happens in the off season. Hopefully he's not, you know, going out and doing dumb shit like Henry Ruggs, you know, uh, rest in peace to, uh, to the families affected by that tragedy. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, at the same time, like, He's got the talent. Like the kid has, mm-hmm. he's got charisma. He's got the arm strength. He's got the ability. He just needs a little bit of guidance. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if I if I had a perfect wish, Kevin, if I had one wish for for Christmas, <laughs> to Broncos football, you're gonna laugh at me. I know no. you are, but I would love to see Peyton Manning come out and mentor that kid, and and steer him in the right direction. Right. Now, I mean, there were reports that Peyton Manning and did help Drew Locke over the offseason. I don't know what he's doing, if anything, you know, now during the course of the season. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, like really work, really with mentor, him. yeah, really work with him, yeah, and kind of be an off the, you know, I guess off the field QB coach, you know, or consultant, if you will. Um, oh, dude, if Peyton Manning would come out of retirement and go into coaching, I could die happy. <laughs> Who knows? I think it's a matter of time till he comes back into into football. But he's he's very happy with what he's doing right now. That's Peyton, sure. if you're miss if you're listening, we miss you. Well, of course he listens. I mean, <laughs> that's what. Well, what do you think? Of course, Peyton listens. The whole Broncos team listens. Man, this Absolutely. is uh, this is the Broncos podcast, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, I like what you're saying. Uh, in spirit, I think you hit a lot of really good points. 
what I think is going to happen though, between the way Locke performed when he was uh, put in against Baltimore and the interception he threw in this game, that's what teams are going to remember. That's what the, this Broncos team is going to remember. Um, and I could see us trying to get some trade value for him. You know, maybe a sixth round pick, maybe a sixth round pick. Uh, because what I see happening is, uh, you know, this coaching staff gets fired at the end of the year. Like, let's just say we don't make the playoffs. Even if we make the playoffs, I think there's still a good chance this coaching staff might, you know, get fired at the end of the year. Um, if we are able to pick up a Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, uh, I think we keep Teddy as the backup and try to move on from Drew Locke. Um, okay, let me throw a monkey wrench in it, Kevin. Okay. What if we, let's say we get Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and some team offers us some ridiculous trade for Teddy, right? <laughs> what if Aaron Rodgers mentors Drew Locke? I think that'd be great. Like I love, I love the, the I love Drew Locke. I'm, I'm a big supporter of him. Uh, I, I, I just know that the perception of him, I think people are going to look at how he performed when he had a chance to shine uh, and how he's blown both opportunities, you know, um, that's what people are going to remember. Um, I think his career right now is looking kind of like a Trevor Simeon career, uh, where he'll be a third string somewhere. And eventually he might get, you know, called up to be the backup or even a starter based off of, you know, injury situations. Um, and, and the starting experience he has is really good. Uh, I just think that he's more or less solidified his future in the NFL. Um, I think, you know, and I, I'm obviously not in the mind of, um, of George Payton. I wish I was, cause I'd love to know what that guy's thinking right now. Um, but I think if we're moving on from the coaching staff, you know, we're not going to get any trade value from Teddy. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, since, you know, he's on the, the, his contract year is up at the end of this year. Anyway, uh, if anything, and the way, the way George Payton is trying to accumulate draft picks, I think he's going to try to get something for Drew Locke. Um, Teddy would be great as a backup. Um, and it goes back to, can we get one of those big names this year? Because I think he's going to make a real push for it. Um, now there's an interesting situation we got to think of that while winning is great, I, at the same time, don't, I'm conflicted, man. Like I, I want the Broncos to win and do well, but you also got to think what that means for the future because if the Broncos win and do well and make the playoffs and get the second seed in the AFC West, that very well could mean that we keep this coaching staff and we are then also going to have the second place schedule for next year. And the way that would look right now uh, is, um, let's see, we're going to be playing the AFC South and the NFC West. So uh, aside from the divisional games we'd have, uh, our home games, the way things sit right now, um, obviously with, you know, six weeks left to play after this, um, We'd also be playing the Texans, the Colts, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Patriots at home. And our road games would consist of the Jaguars, the Titans, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Bengals, and the Saints. I don't trust Fangio enough 
and company and Shermer enough to be playing against those kinds of teams. Uh, look, three of our teams uh, or th- three of our, our wins that we start off the year with were against the worst teams in the league. Uh, we're not going to get those easy JV games, if you will, next year. You know, right. um, I'm, I'm just worried about us having that situation where we we decide to sign a contract with Fangio for another two years, you know, and now we're kind of in this holding pattern where, well, we're dealing with, you know, at least Fangio for another two years. And it's, it's conflicting to me, man. Like I don't want us to lose on purpose. The team's obviously not going to lose on purpose. If anybody says we need to tank for a draft pick or whatever, players don't tank on purpose. The teams don't tank on purpose. Uh, And I'm not saying that I'm not wishing that I'm not asking for that. Um, it's just, I really, really, really want this team to move on from the Fangio area uh, era. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and going to back to what you just said, um, you know, let's not even begin to talk about the Patriots. Okay. I got a buddy at work that is like a Patriots fanatic and he's like, Oh, uh, uh, what is it? Mac Jones or Mike Jones Yeah, is is the second coming of Tom Brady and all this shit. Shout out to you, Tim. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I he's I not, know. it's Belichick. If anybody says we could have gotten Mac Jones in the draft, do you really think Mac Jones would be performing the same way he is now under Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer? Hell no. Hell no. That is, that is Bill Belichick doing that. So uh, tell him to shut the hell up because he obviously <laughs> is just drinking the, the red and blue Kool-Aid and has his head up his ass. Okay. Like, there you go. That's what I have to say to Patriots fans. I'm going to anyway. play this clip for him tomorrow. Do it. Please do. This is what I, well, I don't know what his, what his name is. I'm going to call him Steve. Steve, shut the hell up. Okay. Anyway, his that's what I have to say. Tim. Tim, shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to march right into his office tomorrow morning. <laughs> Listen hey, to I this. To watch something. <laughs> No, but I mean, you're right. You know, if if that's the way, if those are the teams that, you know, moving forward, you know, if if that's the case, like that's going to be a a tough schedule. Um, You know, yeah, we had, we had the the three games against the three worst teams in the NFL and we did what we were supposed to do. We beat them and we beat them, you know, well, we beat them, you know, whatever the the, the word is. Yeah. 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 Handily. Um, But, you know, at the same time, um, you know, we, we, you're right. We have to look towards the future. Um, would I love to see Aaron Rodgers come to Denver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, Russell Wilson. Eh, I don't know. I, I, he's talented. I just don't, I don't know. I struggle with, with short QBs and, and I just feel like you don't have the vantage point versus, uh, a quarterback that is, you know, six footer or taller. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, we had Brock Osweiler. He was like, what, six, eight or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy was a freaking tree, but you know, he wasn't that great as a QB. Yep. Um, although he did beat the Patriots. So take that Tim. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, I, I haven't spent any time at all looking at the quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft coming up. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, with, with you and the rest of the crew that we can, you know, dive into that together. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be a future show, um, as orange weekly does every year. Mm -hmm. Um, again, 
everybody that's listening, please, you know, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, follow us on all our, all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, and, you know, and just show, show our support. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right, Kevin. Uh, we definitely need to look towards the future. Um, but right now we need to just concentrate on the game. Yeah. Plan that we uh, yeah. Up with, with Kansas city, uh, moving forward. And that is the next step. Mm-hmm. We got to take this one step at a time, you know, uh, and, and move forward and, and just keep grinding and putting in the work. Yeah. No, you're completely right. And I think the last thing I'll say is, you know, if we do go through the draft to get a quarterback, I don't want them to be developing under Pat Shermer. Like that's no. just a recipe for failure. I'm sorry. And that, so, you know, again, there's a lot of time between now and the, the end of the season, you know, we still have five divisional or yeah, uh, four divisional games left. Um, another against the Bengals for an AFC game. So five of the six games we have left are AFC games. And, um, this, this whole division is wide no open joke, bro. Bengals are no joke. So that's another, that's another game where it's going to be, uh, what Broncos team decides to show up, you know, you don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. So look, uh, Fangio and company know that they're coaching for their, their lives, at least as Broncos coaches. Um, there's a very good chance that uh, the Broncos could get in the playoffs. Um, but what does, um, what does George Payton see that as, you know, is that a, okay, we can continue to build this team around this coaching staff to put us in a position to win Super Bowls, or, Hey, I appreciate everything you've done. Look at the talent we have, uh, you know, we're still going to move on. But like you said, Look, this next week we got the Chiefs. We're going on the road. It has been flexed to a Sunday night game. Um, and uh, prime time, baby, prime look, time. You know, Fangio has plenty of tape to watch the Chiefs. Uh, you know, and it's not like we haven't faced them before. Uh, and we are all dying, dying to beat the Chiefs for the first time. And this is the, the we haven't beat them in five years. They're they beat us ten times in a row now. Um, we are all absolutely dying to beat the chiefs. Um, so thanks for pouring um, salt on the wound, Kevin. I'm just saying like, look, <laughs> this, this has got at some point, something has to go in our favor against the chiefs. Like this is absolutely insane. So is it, is it wrong um, to say, I hope our defense hits him hard enough that he's like, yeah, I'm going to sit down for a little I'm going to sit down for a minute. Yeah. Uh, well <laughs> that happened a few years ago and we still lost the game. So I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I just uh, don't know what the answer is. God damn it. I don't know what the answer is. I'd feel a little bit better if the chiefs weren't coming off a of bye week, but they are. And so now I'm just like, uh, so I don't know. I'm going to hold my breath. I'm going to expect the worst, but hope for the best. And uh, we'll see what happens. So, but you know, look, we're going to, we're going to cover that game a whole lot more as the week goes along. Make sure you join us on our, all, all our other shows um, to kind of close this out, uh, Rob, you know, again, just focusing on uh, this, this win against the chargers, you know, we learned a lot about, Drew Locke. I think we also learned a lot about um, the, the defense and the, the talent we have, you know, especially on offense. Um, look, the, the young guys we have really, really have been stepping up. Again, Stearns, Browning, uh, Javante Williams, you guys have been looking fantastic. Uh, you know, and I don't want to forget Melvin Gordon. I think he had 4.9 yards per play. Uh, let me double check that. Um, and I know we didn't have uh, we didn't have a lot of production from 
from Cortland Sutton or, or Tim Patrick. But, nope. You know, nope. we we've got them for the next uh, at least Tim Patrick for the next three. Uh, we have Cortland Sutton for the next four. So, uh, yep. you know, shout out to George Payton for getting that done. Um, yeah. Our receiver room is going to look dangerous next Very year. Very enticing for a big quarterback to come in and be able to lead this team to a Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know, we really are on the cusp talent-wise. Uh, the question is leadership, uh, especially on the coaching staff side. Um, yes. But looking at the way these players are playing, uh, PS2, man, this guy is the real deal, you know. Uh, again, give him a couple more years' experience and just think about how great – uh, Pat Sertan is going to be, you know, he is, you're talking about, you know, him being in the conversation for rookie of the year. I'm sorry. He should be leading the conversation for rookie of the year. So yeah, no, I don't absolutely. know, man, that's where I'm at with him. But this, this team is shown a lot of positives for sure. You can't, you can't tell me that when he caught that pick six, that you didn't get, you didn't get flashbacks of Champ Bailey running down. The oh, sideline. I sure did. I sure did. Like, go, go. Come on. Oh, there was uh oh, where was it? I think I have a, a picture of the stat line there. Let me pull this up. Um, but you're talking about okay, well, what are you? What are some things you're going to back up this um, this argument for? You know, rookie of the year. Uh, he reached a top speed of twenty two point zero seven miles per hour on his seventy yard pick six, the fastest speed by a defensive player as a ball carrier over the last five seasons. He Let's leads, go, Pat Sertan. He leads all rookies in EPA when targeted this season and ranks fourth among DBs at negative or uh, yeah, negative twenty one point seven. So, uh, man, I, just thinking about running twenty two miles per hour, um, but then also just thinking that that he is the fastest defensive player as a ball carrier over the last five seasons. I mean, this guy is the real deal. And you build a defense around that. And some of the other pieces we have, you build an offense around the receiving core. We have Javante Williams because Melvin Gordon's more than likely not going to be here next year. We have pieces in place. Can we stay healthy? Can we build around that? Can we get a quarterback and can we get a, a solid coaching staff in here? And this team can look phenomenal really easily. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, what you were, were saying before, our receiving core is definitely enticing for one of these uh, quarterbacks that could be a, a free agent after the end of this year. Um, <clears throat> but I, I feel like, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Would you keep the one-two punch of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams if we had a different coaching staff that could get Melvin Gordon to stop fumbling the damn ball? Considering that it's just kind of what Melvin Gordon has always done. Um, I don't see that happening like with any coaching staff. I think that's just him, but do I, do I like the idea of the one, two punch? Yes. I, I mean, that goes, I think uh, pretty much anybody would say yes uh, to that, but it needs to be the right person. Is Melvin Gordon that guy for the next five plus years? No. Um, can we find somebody like him? Yeah. I mean, can we find somebody like him? I don't know if we want to find him through the draft. I think between our cap space and the draft picks we have, we can, you know, we can make some trades or whatnot to, to get somebody else in there. I don't know who it would be, but, um, man, uh, yeah, the Javante Williams with somebody similar to Gordon who maybe doesn't fumble as much. Yeah. I mean, fantastic, fantastic opportunities there. Um, but, uh, 
Jeez, just Shermer in general, man, just really quickly about him. Look, some of the play calling he had this week was just not good. I mean, you're it's third and longs and he's calling short, you know, short, quick passes that are two, three yards deep like that. Why are we even calling that play? Right. So um, there's there's still some things with Shermer that I think just Shermer does what Shermer does and it's not good. Um, so Shermer does what a Shermer does. <sighs> So anyway, I, it's it's too frustrating to keep. I sound like a broken record with him at this point. It's just, um, look, we were able to win the game, and that's great. Uh, does that mean that we were a, a fantastic team? No, I, I think there's still a lot of issues on the play calling side um, and some of the game management side, and that goes to coaching. Um, but player execution-wise, it was a f- fantastic game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said uh, previously, I know – we're getting close to wrapping it up, so I'll just kind of throw my final thoughts in here. Do it. Um, you know, the game was great. Uh, defense played phenomenal. Offense played okay. Uh, but like I said before, offense definitely still has uh, a lot of work to do. Uh, but moving forward, um, you know, our next big test is going to be against the the juggernaut known as the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but if our defense plays like that, yeah, I, I think I think we got a chance, Kevin. I really yep. do. If our defense Agreed. plays like that and we can rattle Patrick Mahomes and throw him off his game uh, and, you know, and kind of I mean, we're not going to be perfect. I mean, hell, you know, they've got Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill. You know, they've got uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, M- Mikel Hardman. Like I could go on and on and on and on. Uh, but. With that being said, and they are coming off of bye week, it's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if, if Fangio can go back and watch them five games that they lost and pick up a thing or two, I think we got a good chance to beat them. Even mm-hmm. if we split the series with the Chiefs, you know, that'll <laughs> still keep us in the hunt for the playoff. Oh, easily. So, easily. you know, Broncos country, all of our, our OW Orange Weekly, you know, followers and listeners – uh, you know, let's let's get prepared and let's, uh, you know, if you're going to the game, show out, be loud uh, and, and and let's take a tool. Let's do it. Rob, thanks as always. You're fantastic uh, to all our listeners. Thanks again. Uh, make sure you're following us everywhere, subscribing to us uh, on the podcast, on uh, on YouTube. Uh, please think about giving us a, a five star review uh, that helps us out a ton and uh, if you haven't heard of us before, like we are all, all about the fan interaction and doing this for you, all the fans. So, uh, any ideas or suggestions you guys have for us, send them our way. If there's something we can do to make the, the show more interesting for you all, uh, that's what we're, we're here to do. So, and but, maybe orange weekly, will get, uh, some merch going just a little, uh, hint, hint, wink, 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 wink. We may intent. or may not have some things in the work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so anyway, Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, Rob. Thanks again. But I think it's time for us to end it as always on a very strong go Go Broncos. Broncos. Take care. Orange weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.